Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. We're continuing with our devotional series called Battle Strategies from Heaven, Winning Life's Battles. And if you haven't already, you can download the written version on Amazon every day, every weekday on our podcast, as well as on Faith Plus and streaming right now on Facebook and YouTube. We're going through this devotional together. It's made to go with the written devotional, as well as our messages on Sunday and Wednesdays. I'm so glad you tuned in. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. We're going through this devotional so that you have a strategy going forward so you can win life's battles. You have to understand, life is not a playground. It's a battlefield. But you can have the victory because God promises the victory. He says, thank, says in Scripture, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph, as well as another place, thanks be to God, who always gives us the victory. And so yesterday we started looking at Satan's first attack, affliction, which is pressure brought by circumstance. And so today we're going to talk about that pressure, as well as the pressure brought by people, also known as persecution. But I want you to understand something first. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3 says, for though we walk in the flesh or we live in the flesh, we live in this fleshly body. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshy, but they are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. They have a purpose. They have great ability to do something. And one of the things they do is pull down strongholds. And we talked about this at length the first 10 days of this devotional. The Holy Spirit is your strategist. So one thing you need to do, you need to know the weapons you have. You know, you know the weapon of using the name of Jesus, the authority you have using that day. The weapon of using the blood and pleading the blood. The weapons of praise, of worship. And yielding to God in prayer and the Holy Spirit praying out victories through you. You have many different weapons that belong to you in the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about your armor. And it talks about the sword of the Spirit. You can even see the lance of prayer there. There are many different types of weapons available to you as a believer that are mighty through God. To the pulling down of struggles. Mighty through God to accomplishing the victory you need to have in your life. But what weapon you use is not just your favorite weapons. Like, oh, every time this happens, I just pray in tongues a lot. Or every time this happens, I just plead the blood. Or I use anointing. It's like, this is my go-to. Stop having a go-to. Remember we talked about David, about how he inquired of the Lord. And then he inquired of again. Instead of just having a go-to weapon, pause. Ask your strategist, how should you handle this? And the wisdom he gives you will enable you to use that weapon effectively and powerfully. Too many of you have go-tos you go to, and it's worked on a lot of occasions because that's what was needed in that occasion. But then you try to use that same thing in another occasion. Like, why isn't it working like it used to? Why is this not happening like it used to? Maybe because you're not using the right weapon for this specific battle. So I encourage you today, go to your strategist and find out what weapon he wants you to employ. So we talk about affliction which is pressure brought by circumstance. And persecution, I've seen Mark chapter 4, is pressure brought by people. Now, a lot of times when we hear the word persecution, we think about persecution at its highest level and the most extreme levels, which really is persecution too. We're talking about 
believers who have seen in the book of Acts, as well as throughout history, even modern history, who are persecuted, jailed, or killed for their faith. That is persecution in one of the highest forms. That's pressure brought by people trying to stomp out the word of God and stop Christianity at a high level. That is persecution. Where there's also lower levels of persecution. Just like there's high levels of affliction and low levels of affliction, you don't say that, well, that's not affliction because it's small. No, if that's affliction, you still got to deal with it, whether it's big or small. Same thing with persecution. It could be small. People pressure coming against you because of what you believe in Jesus. It could come from family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, where you work, where you live, something happened and people are putting pressure on what you believe because they don't believe it. That is still persecution. That is still pressure brought by people. And so as you seek the wisdom of your strategies, you employ these things. First, you forgive everybody of everything. You can't be effective in the spirit and effective in spiritual warfare and effective in these strategies if you're full of unforgiveness and offense. You have to forgive everybody of everything. You can't hold against them. You have to make a quality decision to walk in the God kind of love. Loving everyone because God loves you. Allowing his love to flow through you and love even your enemies because your real enemy is not people. Your real enemy is the devil. And so you love people because God loves them. So you forgive everybody. You make a quality decision to love everybody. And then what do you do next? What James 1 talks about, and we'll walk it out even more clear in the written devotion of this week, you'll see it. Count it all joy or consider it joy. So instead of saying, oh, all these people are against me. I got off so many haters. Everybody's mad at me. Everybody's doing this. Whoa, pause. Look at all those things as opportunities for victory, opportunities for God to show, opportunities for God to show out in your life. So don't have a woe is me pity party. Have a praise party because you know God is going to show up for you because he's faithful and he's good. So you count it all joy. And then after that, you ask for wisdom of your strategist. All right, sir, how should I handle it? And it tells us in James chapter one, if any of us lack wisdom, let's ask of the Lord and he'll give us wisdom liberally and he'll upbraid us for it. The whole context was considering joy and asking for wisdom. It's coming, it's coming from James as he's writing to these people who have endured affliction and persecution and they're wondering how to deal with it. And James begins by telling them, consider it joy. And ask God for wisdom. So I tell you the same thing. Consider it joy. Ask God for wisdom. Because even Paul says that I consider these uh, this situation, this pressure, light. And the weight of the glory that is to be revealed. So when I'm weak or when this bad situation happens, when this comes at me, you can look in 2 Corinthians. He says, I choose to think well of it. I choose to rejoice. Why? So the power of Christ may rest upon me. Why do you want the power of Christ? So he can handle that situation. So don't have a pity party. Find a reason to praise God, whether it's because of his promises that you see in the word, his faithfulness in the past, or because you know he's going to bring you out of the situation. Don't forget the power of praise. And as I talked about yesterday, use the authority. Spend some time in prayer and get the words you're supposed to say and speak the words God tells you to speak. And use your authority and bind the spirit that is trying to stir up the situation, that is bringing the affliction and the persecution. The thing is, it may not be a person. They just may be yielding to the enemy who's working behind them. So what do you do? Not in their face. Please don't do it in their face. But in your prayer closet in the morning, 
You say, and the authority of Jesus, I bind that spirit that is stirring up this affliction, this persecution, this pressure against me. I bind you and I curse your assignment to fail. You would not be successful because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, I shall condemn in judgment. So I condemn this situation. I curse it to fail. I have the victory because my father gave it to me. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. And then you say and do whatever else the Holy Ghost tells you to do. And as you do that, you'll see the victory. And in the meantime, you have cheerful endurance. You keep the right attitude until everything changes. When pressure is applied, if you have the right attitude, you'll grow more mature. But if you have the wrong attitude and pressure is applied, you'll become immature. So make the decision to do what is right so you become more mature and experience the victory God has for you. I love you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. If you haven't read the written devotion today, make sure you go and do that and share this with others so they can be encouraged. God bless.